Welcome back, you guys. Your girls are back. Your girls are back. Dirty one for us. As we <laughs> Don't mind me. This has been a long day. A long week. Uh, girl, happy has it. But hey, guys, welcome. Welcome back. It has been a couple of months. It has. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Corona tried to take us out. Tried. I mean, it's still tried. <laughs> I mean, well, she right. Look, well, shit. <laughs> we have recommitted to being. Con- I mean, I don't know if we recommitted to being consistent because we weren't consistent for us to recommit, but we have committed. We have committed. <laughs> to <doing> it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We like your baby daddy. After you tell him that you're gonna leave for the third time, he finally getting it. Mm. You know, mm, yeah. he finally yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. guess I got to settle. I guess I got to be here <laughs> for the kids, you know, for the kids. You know, I can't let a little May May not have a father because I ain't have a father. Okay, I'm getting. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Yo, you're you going through some repressed memories. I don't know what's going on over here. You know, in my other life, in another world, I was probably a fuck nigga. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely know if, if I was a dude, I'd definitely be one. I know that I, for a fact. I, I probably have lots of children who are looking for me. I know this for I'm cute now, so <laughs> God help me as a man. Ooh, as Lord, a man? Chile. Bitches? Woo! I got bitches. Chocolate with a beard? God damn. Baby, baddest thing walking. Y'all would not be able to tell me Dude, nothing. Kofi who? Kofi what? <laughs> Kofi where? Oh my God. Welcome Girl, back, you know. guys. Thank you for joining us, listening to our shenanigans. I appreciate everybody who is willing to come back as we try to work this out. Again, we are working, booked and busy, all types of Zoom meetings. So sometimes it gets hard mm. to squeeze these things in, but we really, we love doing this. We love being able to build this relationship with each other through this podcast and build a relationship with you all. So Hopefully, you guys are ready. We're revamping some things and how we're going to move forward. But uh, again, if you don't know, so you know now, I'm Maya. <laughs> and I'm Val. And we are two extraordinary Black girls who are just trying to live regular, regular lives in this trash-ass world. So thank you. Thank you. We are on episode something. I, don't, I can't tell you. I'm just- <laughs> I'm be real with you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I do know that we are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Breaker. We also have a Twitter, which I manage. You know, I be looking. I be searching. So we're at reg underscore dag pod. We have an Instagram, regular regular podcast. And we have an email address, which we would love to hear from you all through. Uh, at regular degular pod at gmail.com so follow us on any of that and as we you know get that we'll bring it to the table here and talk about it yes 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 now mike do you want to tell everybody what our changes are because i know we dropped a little teaser but you know let's, let's introduce did. what the structure is we did and we just want to like we want to make it organic so we're really going to focus more on the conversation that we have so our parking lot conversation is going to be kind of the main source 
of these topics and we're really just going to focus on a particular topic that matters to us. It's going to be kind of titled, How Did We Get Here? So we're going to take a conversation that we had or we'll start with like like a moment in our life where we recognize like maybe there's some problematic things going on in our thought process or some things or some challenges that we've gone through and just kind of examine how we got to that place and how can we move forward as two regular regular black girls trying to figure it all out. And then we're also, of course, bringing some affirmations because we want to build mentally healthy and wealthy black girls and that starts with us like setting the tone for who we are and what we want in life and all that hippy dippy shit that we love to hear, right? <laughs> right, right. So <laughs> I hope y'all stay with us on this journey. I think this revamp is going to really work for us. Yeah. Because I feel like before, like half the time, we don't be caring about the news. <laughs> Not really. Not really. Ooh, and like, we. <laughs> And everything we saying is going to be in the shade room or we just going to bring it up in, you know, exactly. in our conversation later on. So that's fine. Like, it'll happen either way. You'll hear us talk about pop culture. Still, it'll just be more into what we are talking about. And then, of course, if there's a particular topic you want to hear about, uh, we would love to get some feedback and just, you know, interact with us. Let us know because we have some good topics scheduled coming up. And we would love to just continue to grow that list of things for regular, regular black folks, black girls, black women, black women. I got called a woman because I like hotel niggas. So <laughs> one of my friends was like, okay, woman. I was like, oh no, oh no, sweetheart, no. Oh no, baby, what are you doing? I don't want to be called that. Oh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Nonsense. Straight nonsense. It is. Straight nonsense. Oh my god. But how are you, Val? No. I girl, I am tired. I don't know. Child. Before we before we got on here, I was telling Maya, I was like, I was yawning every time she spoke, I was yawning. And it's not disrespect. I was nothing She's it wasn't tired. what she was saying. I am just tired. I don't know why. It's that old age, man. I don't know. I've been drinking, so. And I I like drinks that old men who. What I tell everybody is like, I drink like I'm a war veteran who's seen some things. So I always Mm. have like, you know, a nice strong whiskey somewhere snuck away. And my parents be like, (laughs) are are you okay? (laughs) I am like a loose 21 year old. I like me some tequila with pure agave. It oh, has no. to say pure agave on there. Otherwise, I ain't fucking with it. <laughs> Tequila and me are frenemies. We like, Bro. we, I just don't, 40 minutes after whatever strong tequila I drink, I don't remember what happened and I don't, you know, it's just not, you don't want that. I don't want anybody to have to deal with, <laughs> with non-responsible mice off of Tequila. Bro, oh, no. I love tequila. A fireball? No. That will that'll take me out. But a tequila? All right. All right. We, no. we can party. We can party. Oh, Lord, child. But how are you doing? I'm tired, too. And I put this out to all the world. If you would like to sponsor me, I'm, uh, <laughs> I love to be sponsored. I'm, I, I don't know if this for you. stuff, I just... You know, I appreciate it. And I've had to, I 
I sometimes feel like, you know, I'm putting out bad vibes. So I'm like, Lord, I appreciate you keeping a job, keeping a steady paycheck. But also, Lord, I don't know if your girl was set up for this or if I'm a missing a piece. Like, did I not ask for it? You need to send me some cliff notes of our last prayer session because I am not here for all <laughs> It's just not, I can't do it. I don't, I need, I'm a, I'm a wife with a certain tax bracket. I'm a stay at home. <laughs> I'm a stay at home mom by heart. Okay? Country club. I'm a country club kind of girl. Okay. Let's go to the golf course. Let's get our tennis rackets on. Let's go. Let's go pick up the kids at about 3, 3.30. I make them cute snacks that them little TikTok moms be on. I probably still won't. But I will pretend that I want to. I will try in my head. You know? I, that's, that, that's, my, that's my goal in life. <laughs> Take it to the positive. I, I pray that be your blessing. I Look, blessings on blessings, okay? So, again, if you would like to sponsor your girl, you know, you can slide into any one of them DMs. That I had mentioned, because we can definitely make it happen, Captain. I'm fine with it. And you got to show me some forms and fill out some paperwork. But that's not hard. <laughs> that's not it's, hard it's at all. 2020. It's that's okay. not hard at all, you know? Mm-mm. Multiple sponsors also open to that, you know? <laughs> Again, I'm progressive. We can make it work. <laughs> My time is on your dime. I'm just saying. <laughs> So I am going to move my past this topic because I know she can go on. (laughs) I could. She can definitely go on. Because I could. But we're going to get into the topic of today. Yes. So our our how did we get here parking lot conversation. We're going to talk about colorism since that has been somewhat prevalent in lots of conversations, lots of spaces. But we're definitely wanting to bring it to the table because I don't know if we have any pictures of us as like the hosts, but we are both chocolatey girls. Now, there's no like if, ands, buts about it. We chocolate, chocolate, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. Kissed by the sun, chocolate. So colorism really impacts us. And I actually wanted to pose a question for you to get the ball rolling is when did you ever first notice when did you first notice like there was like a colorism situation going on or like I am a brown skin girl and that separates me from others for some reason gotcha did you ever realize that like from your childhood or anything Uh, like that yeah and I did so if most of you don't know I was not born here I was born in Lagos Nigeria gang gang uh, so I was born in Lagos, Nigeria, and I feel like in Nigeria as a kid, I did not recognize that I was like dark skin or anything. Like, although we could mm-hmm. like see each other's color, because I can vividly remember the first time I saw a white man and I was just like, is Jesus? <laughs> I was like, who is this? Who is this? Uh, sort of right here. I can, I can vividly remember it. But I do remember growing up that for me in that time, and it's probably different now if you talk to, you know, kids in Nigeria, they may have mm-hmm. a different perception and feeling but back then when I when I lived there I did not have um I did not identify myself or recognize my skin color now when I moved to America at like the age of nine Mm -hmm. that's really when I noticed it 
I noticed that a lot. And when we moved to America, we lived in Baltimore, Maryland, and then we moved to Pittsburgh, California. So in California, I really recognized it because like, well, California, I feel like <laughs> it's, it's a freaking melting pot. Oh, yeah. So I ended up making friends and meeting like light skinned people, Hispanic people and all of that good stuff. And the friends that I was close to, honestly, all three out, it was like the four of us and all three of them were extremely light skinned and I was the dark skinned person. And every time we would go out or like hang out together or hang out at school, a lot of folks would be like to the three specifically, oh, are y'all sisters? And then just like have me <laughs> sit in there looking like, we know you're not a sister, but are wow. they sisters? <laughs> so I really recognized it then because then I would look at myself like, Am I that dark? Yeah. <laughs> like, why? how come they couldn't, they wouldn't yeah. categorize me as one of their sisters? And I think that's where it picked up for me. Because I know for myself, I have definitely had to do a lot of, like, self-healing and a lot of mm -hmm. just, like, kind of, like, reconfiguring my mindset as to my color is beautiful. Now, don't get me wrong, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. I'm big-headed. A bitch is fine. Oh, no. She, so, look, let, let, let's, let's be <laughs> clear, okay? Since I thou, was young. <laughs> thou, head to toe, fine as hell. And, and then, depending young. on the wig, even uh, fine. Girl, get, give, you, <laughs> give, me, give me a nice Brazilian body weight. And a bitch okay. is fine. But oh, since stunning. I was young, I've always been told, like, oh, you're a beautiful girl. I love your mm -hmm. color by not just my family, but, like, a variety of people mm -hmm. but i never understood why people said that because i didn't believe that at that time in my life so for me it's weird to have like this it was kind of like a two-side prong yeah. of you go to school and one you're made fun of for not being like everybody yeah. else and then you know not kind of fitting in specifically because your skin tone is a little bit different and then on the other spectrum, you're also getting praise for mm -hmm. how beautiful your skin tone is. So it was really confusing time for me because I was like, well, when I go to school, they don't really say that. Yeah. <laughs> and like the boys don't like me. They like my other friends. And like, I'm just there yeah. just to be there. Yeah. But then like adults are like, oh, your skin tone is beautiful and you're such a beautiful person. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. So to answer your question, I think that for me was when it really hit yeah. me that my skin tone was a thing. Mm -hmm. And at that time for me, it did bring down my confidence because wow. I was like, oh, like dudes aren't going to like me because they weren't paying attention to me for my skin color. And you're getting made fun of and all of that good stuff. So like, I know for me, I hated being African. I was just oh like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want this. I don't want this accent. I don't want to listen to anything. I don't want to eat the food. I don't want to. I like, I, I really try to push away my culture. I mean, a girl, you learn, and I got all of that back. But at a young age, it really made me want to disconnect and dislike who I yeah. was. And that for a young girl is a, it's That's a lot. a lot. I didn't ever know that you went through that. That was pre before meeting me. Not that I could control right. any of it, but I just never knew. That's crazy. I'm, well, I think you're gorgeous. I'll be all my friends are bad bitches. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I mean, you know, we only hang out with You know, for me, hmm. it's weird because I'm one of those people that you literally sometimes have to spill things out or like I have to bump into them really hard for me to realize that this is a, a thing that people care about. And I vividly mm. remember it wasn't until high school that like colorism became like a thing. And like there was a importance to it 
because like I'm la-di-da in my own world and I remember befriending somebody in high school and we went to the store and she was just like I need to go to get soap and so I'm like okay that's not a weird thing but a store let's go get soap right and she specifically went to like the black aisle and then in the black aisle she specifically one brand of like soap and she was like this is to get rid of all of my dark marks and like lighten my skin and i was like what what you mean lighten your skin because she was already not super duper light skin but like fairly light Mm -hmm. especially in comparison to me and i just for reference, I don't know my Rihanna, my Fenty Beauty color, but I'm a nice little, <laughs> I'm a nice little chocolate, you know. I'm not super. I'm a I'm brown, I guess, which is something else that I want to come back to. But I'm not like, I guess you don't want to qualify me. It's like dark skin, I'm brown skin, I guess. But I was sitting there, I was just like, why would you want to do that? And I was just sat there, mm-hmm. and it finally hit me. And it kind of like filled up a light of just like, oh, like people give a fuck. And then I started noticing like my light skin friends getting a lot more attention specifically because they're light skin. And like, you know, in high school, those are the times like you're really chasing boys. You're really caring about what you look like. Like literally the transition between eighth grade and ninth grade was like such a transition of just like how you thought and how you projected yourself into the world so I started seeing my friends and particularly my black friends start to do things to I guess eurify their look like eurify I think Mm. that probably is not a word but like you know obviously we're (laughs) we're straightening our hair more and we're wearing wigs and weaves that like took away our texture but like I was seeing friends like particularly like I don't want to stay outside in the sun because I don't want to get blacker or I don't want Mm. to you know I have to use this particular bleaching soap which is like again a term I had to figure out and learn and come up like come across for me to learn more about and I was just like, holy shit, I can't believe like this is a world that we live in in which like it becomes a big dot deal. And like hearing men and boys, niggas, particularly being like, well, she light skin, so she got to be bad. And then starting hearing it in Ooh, songs. Yeah. I think that's really when like, again, it hit and then it made me, I don't ever think like I'm ever super self-conscious about my brown. I've never been like somebody like my brown has to be lighter, but I think it did make me like look in the mirror harder. Like, am I like, like Mm. brown? And then like, I think also it gave me a false perspective of how brown I was because like when boys specifically weren't looking for me, then I was thinking like, oh, I'm like, I'm like brown, brown. Which is not an issue. It, again, didn't bother me. But I'm like dark skin. I'm like that. I'm like that separates me from the light skin pack, which was like being picked off on. So it definitely was like it never impacted me in a way where I wanted to change it. But it made me be more cognizant of the fact that it existed in the world and that it impacted my friends. And I always thought like you were gorgeous and I loved it. And we also, you know used to like see our friends who are light-skinned and like again gorgeous friends and it's just like 
it was such a weird thing that we we did and we fed into because I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't like feed into some of the colorism in like high school, like being transparent and being real with myself and recognizing the growth that has occurred over time. So question, because I always and like, for example, Mm -hmm. I had brought this up to Maya because I had watched the Netflix documentary Skins. If you guys haven't watched it, I think it's fantastic. And it hit home for me, especially being from Nigeria and just kind of, you know, hearing their feedback. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions she had asked one of the little girls is like, where does that come from? And I mean, it's a little girl. So for me, the answer wasn't sufficient enough. (laughs) But even as an adult, when I even thought to myself of like, where did that come from? I don't know if I can pinpoint it because half the time I do want to say like society, which, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then I also like want to delve down. I know for me personally, it honestly came from boys. It yeah. came from wanting this person or these group of people to find me attractive yep. enough to do some fuck yeah. shit. Because <laughs> yep. half those people, you don't even remember who they are. So it's like, it doesn't matter as you grow up in time. But like, you know, when you're at that age, that's like all you care about. Yeah. But I don't know, because I, I don't want to put that out there and say that that's the reason, because it's not. There are a variety of different reasons. But I know for me, when I thought of like, why was this an issue for you? It was like, I want a certain group of people yeah. to find me attractive. But then it's, it's also like, but why does that matter? Yeah. So I want to get your perspective on, you know, why do you think that is? Why do you think that this has been a topic of conversation? We're not the first people to talk about it. It has come up numerous times. Why do you think that this is a thing? It's interesting because I think there's a central reason. And then being the two different people that we are, there's like these breakdowns of reasons from this like central reason. Mm -hmm. So obviously it comes from this idea of like Euro looks being the look like the closer you are to white looking the better you are in society unfortunately that has been drilled into people of dark skin all across the world right but then it splits like because I watched skins too which was a really amazing and heartbreaking and powerful movie about just the issue of skin bleaching in Nigeria and it was so interesting to me because I, one of the things I noticed was like how blatant that is even today, mm-hmm. which is, I think from my perspective, very different than it is here in the South, right? Here in the United States. There is definitely like a light skin is better mentality, but it's not something that you can always particularly say out loud. And I think it a lot of it stems from, again, that centralized idea is like, The closer you are to light skin, the better in society you are, which is something that they picked up in the movie skin. But also like Mm -hmm. things that we've learned just throughout our history, like, you know, from the jokes that we always make about like, if you're light skin, you're probably, you know, were in the house when you were a slave compared to if you were Mm -hmm. darker skin, you were out in the field. (laughs) The, The paper bag test, which is like a real thing, like things that happened and that in some social spaces still show up. Maybe they're not taking a paper bag and comparing it to your skin, but there are people who are particularly saying, like, if you're not this shade of brown, then we don't necessarily think that you have the right look or the right feel for who we are as a society. For me, I think the colorism, frankly, again, it took me a while to really pick it up in high school and really seeing it incorporate into like my everyday thinking 
But I think a lot of times what I see in colorism is the desirability that you're talking about. So Mm -hmm. like men being attracted to women because of their light skinnedness, that quote unquote exotic look that exists, which is Mm. dumb as shit. But also, like, I think it's not just there, but, like, I think it colorism shows up more to me through my lens when I see it with white folks. Like, I feel like I see a lot more white folks get a lot more comfortable with lighter skinned people, with people who have, like, this general look that shows up in a lot of the media as a representation of, like, particularly black women so like Mm -hmm. in a way and i think there are studies that legit say this like a lot of white folks see light skin and then they're like oh this is like a safe negro like they're like a good negro and it's like that's not the case and you see it in a lot of like media one of the things that always tick me off is if you watch those christmas movies that they have on like Hallmark or something. If you ever see a black woman on there, she's always super light-skinned. And you see it always in like a lot of the everyday media that we have. The media is on a bunch of our television screens where it's always like a light-skinned woman who is the love interest or the person who gets to like change the world. And it's just like, you know, dark-skinned women have problems and we're not like super angry and pissed off or have an attitude like we're not a caricature of like the ideas of what like a negative black woman is so I always see it in that space like I see it like yes men it's the desirability factor but I always see it in this like oh but they're better like they have a better general disposition which again that's not true it's not a real thing right what about you? Right. No, and, and I agree. I agree because I think, like, I mean, from a childish mindset, the the attractiveness mm-hmm. was was one of the things. But then, like, as I, I guess, as I started to grow up and really like understand my skin tone mm-hmm. and like the differences, because it's, I think, you really bring up that historic aspect of, you know, the white slave owners. They would, you know, Pick. have the darker skinned mm-hmm. people picking cotton, and the and then the lighter skinned people, you know, in the house. But then also linking that to like, you know, a smaller economic status yep. or like longer prison sentences yes. and, and all of that good stuff or or favoritism mm-hmm. for a lighter skinned person because you think they'll do the work versus a darker exactly. skinned person. And that can really mess with somebody's mind because not only are you like, you know, I know I can do this work. I know I can get this done. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my skin tone should not put a stamp on me. Yes. Because that's not who I am. And that should not be a stigma that follows me around. And it's extremely disheartening and sad that even to this day, people have that stereotype. And not a lot of people know that. And I think that was one of the things that came out the documentary Skins that I really picked up on. Because she really asked the question of, you know, why, why, why? And to really see a little child at the age of nine to really say, I don't know why, (laughs) but I know I want to be lighter. You know, like I want to be light skinned. I don't know why, but you know, I just want it's um that really spoke volumes yeah. to me because I feel like majority of the time we don't recognize our language, our behaviors, our you know, just the things that we do. We don't recognize how that is building the wrong mindset in the younger generation. And they don't even know why they think like yeah. that. 
Yeah, literally. That's what they see in media. (laughs) Or even like from the documentary, she was meeting a woman who made the products who Mm -hmm. like hand like remember that. And like she's asking the woman, like she asked her, Would you go back? Like, would you go back to your, Mm your normal skin? And she was like, If I had a chance, I would. And like she was fine. And then she asked the lady like do you like my skin which and she had darker skin and mm-hmm. she was like yeah your skin is beautiful i wouldn't change it she was and and like to see her just start breaking down and crying because she's i guess realizing like the impact that she's done on her own body and on her own just her own personhood and yet like it was i think it was just such a crazy juxtaposition of seeing her crying for herself and like the harm that she's done to what probably was beautiful skin and then her also making the products right there Mm. at the same time. Really, that hit me hard because it just really talks about how a lot of times we emphasize and highlight a lot of the colorism things that we try our best to not put out into the world while also suffering through that so you know i'm not a makeup girl and i haven't studied it enough to really give you a breakdown of why certain things happen in the makeup world but what i tend to see when i'm watching videos is a lot of people highlight up or highlight to a different color than their own color and they're highlighting like taking away certain dark spots and doing all these sorts of things and i always ask myself like why like why isn't it okay to match exactly to your skin tone and then to even think about Mm -hmm. the fact that a lot of times for a really long time we didn't even have skin tones to match to our darker skin so people were matching to the best of our abilities or using just the formulas the 50 formulas of very light to olive color skin and then the three formulas for you know kind of brown a little more brown dark brown so but I see that but we also talk a lot about like colorism and how we shouldn't have to progress to that and it's just like it's an interesting thing that happens in our society that I think sometimes to your point we need to catch our language and catch the things that we're saying and saying is this really reflective of what I want to see change in the world you know Right. And honestly, and for y'all that are listening, not to like, I hope y'all are not misinterpreted yeah. and thinking like we're downing light skinned no. people. Because I know they have their struggles too. Because I know one of my friends, to listen to her talk about how, you know, she was picked on in high school for being light skinned and have the long hair and all of that good stuff. It's interesting to hear the other perspective because there are times where you're just like, oh, you must have yep. good and like you're light skinned, you're attracted. I'm like, people are attracted to you and all that good stuff. But then to hear some of, the experiences that you know someone else might experience is also very high opening to say we all don't have no. it easy <laughs> you know as a dark-skinned person it may hit us more but we don't all have it easy because we all have different experiences yes. and we all go through different things and for sure like uh, and so. there there's levels to like the oppression but unfortunately like at the end of the day we as black people are oppressed and i'm not one of those like you know sweep it away and ignore the issues people like people of darker complexion have it really difficult and like Valerie pointed out the facts about that like there are longer terms in prison 
longer terms and issues of sentencing, you're less likely to get certain positions, all of these sorts of things. They are true factual things that happen, but there are also things that occur just like being a black person in general, light skin or not, you have to deal with certain things. And so it definitely hits home for everybody. But I think we have to be real about like the things that we perpetuate, like hearing 50 Cent talk about exotic women and black women being bitter and angry. Like those are the stigmas that tie. It's not just skin, but you're sitting there and you get to look at me for 2.5 milliseconds. And then you get to say, based on the tone of my skin color, here are all of the traits that I bring to the table. Mm. And that is unfair fair and unjust and then when we get angry with darker skin then we are just perpetuating quote unquote those same things that people like say against darker skinned black women and that is so like it's just right. a chicken or the egg conversation and neither one of them niggas is doing all right right like we're just <laughs> <laughs> like the, the egg is cracked the chicken is dead like we just we fucked all the way around I can't argue with you about how I, as a darker-skinned Black woman, um, am feeling without you thinking that I'm being a bitch or I'm being bitter or I'm not willing to pull my weight. And then to compare me to women who don't even, like, exotic women. Like, what the fuck is exotic? Like, Because, like, I told you I'm exotic. I'm not from here. (laughs) Okay, like... A rug is exotic, my nigga. Like, <laughs> yeah, like exotic should it, not be attributed, not attributed to, to, to a human. human. Like, that, that and like, it. how often do we? And this is particularly the conversation about colorism hits women close to home because how often do we say, "Ooh, that nigga exotic. Ooh, he not from. <laughs> Look at that. He's just a nigga who not from here." And maybe that happens. And I'm not denying right. that that exists because duality is a thing. But it definitely hits home, like. You have to be exotic. And then the one thing from that conversation that pissed me off, it was lots of things, lots and lots and lots of things. But like Lil Wayne is part of that conversation. Mm. He has a dark skinned daughter, beautiful mm-hmm. daughter. He has a dark skinned baby oh, mama. Yeah, she is gorgeous. He has baby mamas who yeah. are not necessarily super duper light. We're not going to sit here and say all of the women that he has had kids with are fair, but like particularly his very first baby mama not light at all and you're sitting there and you're allowing this man to basically like talk about your daughter and then what really put the icing on the cake was like Regine having to come back and be like well I am exotic as a beautiful black woman I was like baby you don't have to call yourself exotic like that is where I get really pissed off because then we start taking on the language to like validate our existence rather than just saying mm, i don't have to validate my existence to a dumbass right who, you know could give a fuck about me he trolls everybody and everything on this planet because he's miserable as fuck and not that i won't smoke with 50 cent but like my god you know yeah. you know uh, yeah, because i was just like the women that you're with they want you we don't and, want and, you and the point <laughs> so. And I think Crystal and Kid Fury from The Read said it best. It was just like, when your first baby mama is dark skin, 
like the right. women that you used to fuck with and be with and who used to hold you down and make sure that your snotty nose kids are good who probably flipped the, the bills for you when you didn't have nothing to your name are the same women that you are paying no mind like i'm sitting there looking at 50 cent he ain't light-skinned so my question is i'm so i guess so what, confused. what is your mama <laughs> saying like is his mama alive or would you say this in front of your mom i just can't imagine sitting there and looking at my mother who is more than likely a darker skinned woman and then being like well you know but you ain't exotic exotic you know I need my girls looking like thorns. <laughs> like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, who are you? But like, this is... It makes no sense. And then I think to me, it's really sad because there are probably people out there that either watch, like, yeah. listen to that podcast or like watch that episode and really internalize yep. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, really took that and will, and not to down, like any like surgeries or anything but like will go out and there and transform themselves so that they can align to this quote-unquote exotic yeah language exactly and that's the thing and you know i think about that i think about the fact that like lots of people are going to other countries to what did tiny do get her whole entire like eyes, her eyes. colored a different color you know in the documentary skin you know, these women are literally making things from at their house using all types of ingredients that you believe are natural all the way up to like factory corporate built brands making products for these women. And I even saw in there they had like the lip tint where they, you could tattoo your lips redder to make them more red. Oh. I saw the poster and i know that they were focusing on particularly brown skin being turned light but i think about all of the other things that go into that enhancement into that quote-unquote exotic look you know and then a lot of the Mm -hmm. exotic girls and again you know everybody got their story but they're taking the best parts of black women and then just taking away the melanin right so you got the big butt you got the the hips you got the big lips you got the long hair curly hair but you know i just can't be dark you know that kind of stuff but on the other side of that coin and the thing that pisses me off the most is like 50 cent also has male followers who then go out into the world and and perpetuate with that. that, with that and then I mindset. also like to be clear. Yeah. And if you are one of those men who think that Fifty Cent was right in his argument, I want you to understand that you have not even anywhere close to Fifty Cent money. So I'm letting you know now. Ain't no exotic <laughs> woman coming after you to look for you the way that they are coming to Fifty Cent and furthering, you know, validating his opinion. Like you over here in the same apartment building as everybody else, baby. Okay. So, like, that ticked me <laughs> off because I know it's a bunch of men out here capping for 50 Cent and Lil Wayne and validating their viewpoints. And it's just pissing, like, it just pisses on all the black women who exist in their lives, who take care right. of them, who raise them, like, who take on the emotional responsibility to make sure that they're okay, but nobody's taking care of us. So, it's just, again, dead chicken, broken egg. Just a horrible situation to be in so let me ask you another question before we wrap Mm -hmm. this up 
have you found a place of comfort with like this color of your skin? Because like we talk about, you know, how we identified this when we were younger and all of that good stuff. So now as a quote unquote adult, are you in a place of comfort where you are, my skin is beautiful and truly believe that? Or is there still work that you're doing? I think it's a continuous work. Again, I'm brown skin, which I think is another layer of this conversation because like as we get more language, we start to dichotomize things a little bit more. So like for a really long time, I thought it was just like you either light skin or you dark skin. There's no in between. So like Mm -hmm. it's like someone who now for a really long time in my head, I was just like, well, I ain't light skin. So I'm dark skin. So like there's that. And then like people be like, but no, you're brown. And then it makes me go, okay, there's a whole nother like viewpoint, like vantage point. I, I'm learning, I'm seeing things and then sometimes internalizing them because like, I think we, in a way, trying to correct the destructive conversations we've had about like light skinness and how that's preferred. We do exoticize like brown, like dark, dark skin and being like, you know, that's the only Mm -hmm. thing you can have. Like, I like my women, like niggas just saying dumb shit and so then it makes you go like like as a brown skinned woman like how comfortable are you and that kind of stuff and again I'm not sitting here saying like I have any issues with my skin tone than anybody else but it makes me go okay I have to be mindful of a lot of things and like a lot of social impacts and like making sure that I'm being gentle and kind being a brown skinned woman and then being respectful to darker skinned women who also like may struggle or may not see themselves as valuable and just making sure like as a whole like and supporting my light-skinned women as they go through their own trials and tribulations so for me as somebody who tries to be like very socially aware that's always on top of mind and then on my personal note like my skin is like something I love my brown skin I told my family I was like I want to get chocolate here this summer like I want to be outside I don't want to be like, you know, I just, I love being brown. I love being black. I love being black. I do like then start to worry about like some of the small things that come with some of these things. I'm like, okay, I have to make sure that my face is always even and like make sure all these other things. And so like, I've noticed like me being very picky about certain things like hyperpigmentation and all these things that come with just like being a brown skin girl, like black women when we work out like hyperpigmentation is real and it's just a thing that exists in our lives we have to just like accept it and move on but I'll be like oh my god like look at all these little spots or look at these things and I'm trying to get away from that and making sure that I'm not making just a big deal about things that just like it's my skin and it's beautiful and I don't have Mm -hmm. to make it look like anything for anyone and again that's like retraining my brain that's like not making certain things look more desirable than anything like saying black women are beautiful across the board from the lightest of the lightest to the darkest of the darkest it shouldn't matter and then advocating for everybody amongst our group of oppressed women right (laughs) what about you uh i think for me I feel like I'm in that space where I have dealt with it Mm -hmm. and I have come out 
fully loving my skin color because I feel like for me, my skin tone not only you know, it, it really goes down to my yeah. roots. You know what I'm saying? Like it goes down to because people look at me, they're like, oh, like, you know, where are you from? All the good stuff. And it's made me proud of knowing my African mm-hmm. roots, knowing where I come from, knowing where my family comes from. And it also, you know, has really shown me that I am beautiful inside and out, irregardless of what other people think. Yeah. So I know for myself and I know some of my friends be like, yo, like, your head is mad big. But I was like, it, it, it should be like that. Like that should not be a problem that I boost myself up. I yeah. should do that because the place that I was in before is not where mm-hmm. I am now, which I think is mad beautiful. So even for me, like things that like 50 Cent says or, or like Little Wayne says, those things don't even phase me anymore because I'm just like, that's yeah. your loss, my nigga. Like <laughs> one, I don't want you. Agree. But two, that's your loss because like. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Okay. Like, <laughs> okay. Say it. Like, they meant it when they said that shit. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. And I think I have come full circle. And I am yeah. definitely in a better place of having worked through, you know, being made yeah. fun of and being talked about and people looking at my skin tone like it's dirty. And I've come to a place of fully embracing yeah. me and, and like all yeah. of me, all of me in and out and for me i find it extremely beautiful and i am proud to be a black woman to be a dark-skinned woman with yeah. natural hair because that's another oh. uh, podcast episode the natural Ooh. hair spectrum like, yeah god, like <laughs> oh my god texture oh texturism and lean oh my Sometimes god we're talking about like we obsessed with so much about like length of hair like making like how long is your yeah. hair how long is it stretched out and then oh yeah it it's a whole thing it's a whole thing we will come back in and have a conversation but i like you know it makes me proud and then like when i have like when i see like my little cousins or even think about my future kids it's honestly speaking that life into them because you know i can't even imagine growing up you know as a kid during these times because god social media (laughs) is a bitch and even as we are we're having these conversations and highlighting it i think we have to be so mindful of like even as we let people know that these are problems like it's it's showing like how bad it is across the board like and we have to make sure that we're pouring into the people that this could impact the most particularly right the young girls and the young boys because i know colorism exists for men as well and for you know gender non-binary people like i remember in the in skin it was somebody who was oh yeah i think so i think that's her name and so i i remember like her saying you know as she transitioned just part of her transition was i need to change my skin tone as well and like how like it's just a whole mental gymnastics thing of that and so like because this is layers it's intersectioned right it's a mixture of like not only skin tone but how you present to the world in general your body you know where you're from all these sorts of things so it's so it can be so stressful and so hard to pinpoint just like all these factors but just reminding people like you are loved exactly the way that you are. You are beautiful right. exactly the way that you are. And that even if somebody, I think the most important thing is saying, even if somebody doesn't value how you look, 
the way you look, Mm. that's okay for them to have an opinion that has nothing to do with you. Like it has, it has nothing to do. It does not devalue you you in any way. Exactly. And I think that is where, unfortunately we have so much correction to do because for such a long time, a lot of the statements and a lot of the ways that we've handled colorism in particular, we've said like that is your definition of your value. And now we have the opportunity to say, I don't care what a 50 cent or a Wayne with the three dreadlocks says anything about, you know, (laughs) your color. That has zero to do with you and 10,000% to do with them and how, you know, 50 cent probably has a bullet floating around somewhere close to the back of his head. So we really don't even know what's going on there. He makes me so disappointed as a cancer person. How dare you? How dare you ruin our Zodiac? He's just a disappointment in general. But I do want to say, even though like this is not validation, I do want to thank the black men that do stick up for their black women. Because I can vividly remember an experience that I had in college. I want to say it was like maybe my sophomore year or my junior year in college. And I went to a school down the road and I was coming down the stairs. And there was this black man also in college. He was walking up the stairs and then he sees me at the top and he just stops. He just stops and he's like staring at me. He's like, wow. And like that for me was extremely beautiful to see. So <laughs> we love to be I was, I was like, I mean, like, I know, I know I do hype, take breaths away. I up. understand. <laughs> I fully understand. Like, I will always remember that experience. And he and I, like, I mean, we're not friends or nothing like that. We, we didn't date or anything like that because I kept it pushing. I, or I was in a different state of mind of course, <laughs> at that no. time. But I kept it pushing. But to have that experience, I also want to, you know, also shout out the, the black men out there that do yes. love and um, raise and praise and cherish their black women because that is something that can also change this conversation you know this mindset mm-hmm. that we're in in this conversation yep. right 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 and, yep. and yep. you know and just i don't know just make sure that you are taking care of yourself and and not allowing all these things to determine just how you value yourself because you are beautiful you're loved you are honorable you are valid your existence is valid mm. exactly how you are yeah. you're, be- you're beautiful Go to therapy, therapy if you need to. <laughs> therapy, you know, what is it? Uh, talk space. And there's yeah, a bunch of space, different therapy ones. for black girls, like so, so many, many resources. resources. But I just think that, you know, I, I really hope that we can just get to a place where, you know, colorism is not like this thing that defines us and that people are willing to check themselves and to check others, because I think that's important. Like, check your homeboys, check your homegirls, mm. tell them, like, we don't do that around here. And then, you know, validating and asking yourself some of the hard questions like, do I like this person because they're pretty or because they're light skinned? Is that a difference? Because somebody mm. asked that question, like, how many times did you like somebody because they were light skinned? And not because you thought that they were actually attractive. If they were darker, would you still find them attractive? It's like, that's a question you got to ask mm. yourself, you know. So, anyway. Oh, this was so this fun. Was, I like I this. I do, too. So, listeners, you know, give us your pieces to this conversation. What are some things that you have dealt with 
as far as colorism. How did you get to a place where colorism became like a thing in your life or something that you had to deal with? And then how are you handling these sorts of things? How do you approach it? How do you correct yourself? Just, you know, I really, really want to hear from you guys. So please, again, go to our Twitter at reg underscore deg pod or our Instagram regular regular podcast or you know drop us an email at regular regular pod at gmail.com and you know write us in and let us know and like really participate in this because this is a real topic that everybody is handling and having to deal with uh so yeah that's it Wait, we do we have affirmations so do you have an affirmation or a mantra that you want to say i think we filled it with affirmations but like what is something that you right. just want to affirm going forward based on the conversation that we had today i think one thing that i would like to affirm is that our black is beautiful and i true that i mean that truly from like with every ounce of my being so this is something that people are dying mm-hmm. for this is something that people are <laughs> going to surgery for so i hope that you know, like we fully understand that our our black is beautiful because it is, it is. I mean, I am a Christian, so I I truly do believe God doesn't make mistakes and he did not make Mm -hmm. mistakes with who we are and with our skin color. So I hope, you know, everybody else also feels that. And then for those that are working Mm -hmm. their way there, you know, hopefully you can rely on us as support to have people to talk to or have people who may be Mm -hmm. going through the same struggles or have gone through the same struggles. Because I know for me and Maya, we, we would love to create a community of people to, you know, so that we can support each other because we need that. So I would say that that That's would be great. mine. For me, my affirmation or mantra moving forward with this would be, you know, I am beautiful in my own skin. And I want people to really say that and like really feel that, like hold it in whatever space that it feels most comfortable for them. You know, I am beautiful in my own skin as it is. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm. And I am loved and cherished and valid in this skin. And going forward, I will treat it like the vessel that it is. Because, you know, we have to take care of ourselves. Again, both physical and mental and spiritual. And it's so important that we sit with it and say, like, If this is a subject that bothers me, that impacts me on an everyday basis, which it does for a lot of women, you know, where can I set the boundaries that society won't set for itself? Because we can't rely on other people to Mm -hmm. do it, right? Like, we can't. Right. As many people who have cussed 50 Cent out in all types of social media, (laughs) he's not going to come back and be like, I need to correct myself and apologize to all the dark skinned women that I may have offended. Like He's not going to do that. And we can't rely on anyone else to do the work that they should have done, that he needs to sit down with the psychiatrist and maybe a surgeon (laughs) to take whatever's in his brain out. But, you know, but what can I do to, again, set those boundaries, set those things? Like, I think about if I'm talking to someone who is having colorist issues, I think it's really important to check them at the door. Like, 
hey, like, mm. what's going on here? Particularly if it's romantic, because I think that's a really big thing that we have to check in our lives and be like, let's check that yeah. and let's do that. But again, like, how can I set boundaries and make sure I'm taking myself and valuing the skin I am? So that's my my big affirmation. So sit with it, use it as your guide and, you know, asking yourself some questions, journal it. I've been journaling lately and that kind of stuff helps. I know. I know. <laughs> no, journaling does help because I used to do it in college and I found one of my journals and I was reading back and the growth. I mean, like, God, child, I'm, I'm in the beginning phases. I'm definitely in like a, ooh, we got some work to do, baby girl. And <laughs> I was looking at the journal that I did from a book that I'm reading and it's like, ooh, baby girl. <laughs> baby girl. Like, ooh. <laughs> child so but but yeah no that's it this is great no thank you honestly guys thank you all for for joining us we hope you really like this episode i hope you guys like our new structure that we're gonna be you know moving forward with so like Maya said earlier, if you guys have any topics specifically that you want us to discuss, hey, shoot us an email, Twitter us. I don't I, have a Twitter, it's so okay. I don't know how that she works. She don't but. know. She'll <laughs> hop on there. I don't know. How do I respond? <laughs> you do it. Girl. I was like, Twitter, I don't know how that works. Uh, or DM us, you know, whatever. I mean, we're out there. So, you know, uh, reach out to us if you guys have specifically topics that you want us to discuss. But we appreciate you mm-hmm. all. We appreciate you listening. And we hope y'all join us for our next episode. Yes. Thank you. Love you. All good things. And all cherished things. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>